Welcome to Couch to Coast, a weekly podcast with me, Rob, an aspiring runner whose favourite place is being comfy on the couch. And me, Ben, a UK Athletics accredited running coach. Follow us as we try to turn Rob from couch to coached. And we are live. Again. Again, I, I was going to say again. Thought we established we're not live last week. Well, let's not get into that. I don't no. want to confuse even more people. I think we've confused most people. We've had our interview with Ken Rushton that went down really, really well. We don't want to go downhill since after that. Well, we're top, <laughs> a top podcast now. We've had guests. Well, we are. Yeah, we're, we're getting there. We're getting there. We're getting guests, and it, uh, I've been told by a couple of people that that is the best podcast they've heard from us was, was with the one with Ken. So, <laughs> so the best podcast they've heard. Well, yeah, stop. yeah, best, full stop. It's the best podcast that they've heard with us, with Ken Rushton. So we've got a, we've got a lot to live up to this week. Yeah. Well, yeah, so no, I'm feeling the pressure no, today. No pressure. Right back to episode one where we're both feeling nervous. We're full of pressure. But we've, <laughs> yeah. we've got more guests. We just need to up. get more guests in. That's what I was going to say. We need to get more guests. If we get more guests in... It's less of us talking and more of them talking. I think that's what the people want to hear. <laughs> less of our voices and more of the guests. Yeah. Maybe we should just get Ken to come on every week. Well, it could be our. We could become a trio. Uh, we could get Ken in every week. Ken, he could give us a rundown of what's going on. Ken, we know you're listening. Reach out after this if you want to be the third member of uh, Couch Couch to Coach to Chairman. Yeah, good on that route. And people are people are very impressed with the 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 standard that Ken had when he was running in his running days with the PBs that he had. People were, were absolutely amazed, including me myself. It was mad how at the, the the standard that he was at. He came coming second in overall for British champion at forty five. Awesome. Yeah, it's a, a well experienced runner there. I think it'd be uh, It's one of them when he said he was going to be. Um doing the commentating at the the races for the NSRRA. That, it makes yeah. you really think now. He's going to be judging you properly when you run past him. Oh, bye-bye. I'd be finished by now. I'd be sitting there thinking, oh, I'd be finished by now. I'd be home. I'd be, I'd be, I'd be having a cup of tea by now. We're talking of NSRRA, we've got a little special feature coming up later on. And we'll, yeah. we will reveal my letter, my grouping. Oh, my grouping. Big. I've had it through. I, I, I found out how to do it, like a little um, sounds on the podcast. So I might try and find a bit of a drum roll and then you can announce it and then we can have either people clapping we can have angels singing we can have all sorts of different things <laughs> let's do that later on in the show then we'll, we'll get my uh we'll get my grouping out of the way so people can uh follow along so what's going to happen how's your running been going how has it yes. been occurring it's been okay because we've gone weekly now there's a lot less to talk about when we're running uh but yeah i've, I've been consistent is that your experience yeah, yeah. I've been consistent. I've been going out most, I'd probably say three, three, four times since you set the program uh, running. And Sunday, it was, I had fun, I had the fun run, but in the midst of that was my long run uh, set by yourself. Although, unfortunately, I pressed a button on my watch and it completely didn't register for some reason. It registered to Strava, but didn't register to Training Peak. So I got a red on there but that was good i ran with stoke fit uh, joined them there was about there was there about six or seven of us uh, so we ran from my house to the new road that we ran across which was opened by the lord mayor 
So we get to, we got to meet the Lord Mayor, got to meet three of the members of Paw Patrol. So everybody ran from your house, like, is, they, they knocked no, on for no. you, like, you're 12-year-olds. Well, it, it felt like that, it felt like that. They ran from running the running club at Badley Green, I just joined them about uh, probably a mile after the running club. And we were, like, picking up people as they went along. It was quite cool, actually. Come on, Rob. Yeah, we all we're, wore we're a knock on for you, we're going to the fun run. <laughs> <laughs> Are you coming out to play? Uh, so yeah, we met people there. So we um, met somebody taller than me, although he was on stilts. What? So there was somebody who was on stilts. Oh, so he's the fastest taller than me. Yeah. yeah. So then we went and we did the fun run, which was um, fun, as a fun run is. Uh, it was about not from Stoke Fit. I saw on the Facebook oh, yeah. page as well. Huge turnout by Stoke Fit. I wasn't expecting it. I just thought it was going to be about. A couple more people than what we ran with. And then we got there. They were having a photo, and I went down, and we just saw the whole of the Stoke Fit crew there. It was awesome. Uh, so we had about four different photos because we kept people kept coming. So we had the Lord Mayor coming, then a couple of people that were at the toilet had to come across. So we had to have about four photos, and then we had a bit of a warm up by one of the. I think it was a PT. I don't actually know him. That was quite fun. What did he get you, all crammed what together. Did he get you doing for the warm-up out of curiosity? It was just knees up. He was doing it, doing it to music, uh, movement to music. Standard, and standard doing that. race warm-up. Yeah. yeah, yeah, moving your arms and moving your legs and jogging on the spot. Uh, and then we ran back. So we did the fun run, got a medal, which was quite nice to have a medal. And then we ran back to to my house. Not all of us coming back See to you, my Rob. house, just me going home. Thanks, yeah, thanks bye. For out, See you next week. <laughs> <laughs> I'd set you an 80 minute easy run you said it didn't register it did in three sections so I had I had, yeah. I had 43 minutes of running which you did 4.46 yeah. miles which was quite nice uh, and it was you know truly easy in my opinion a nice mm-hmm. conversational pace so is that yeah it was we had a conversation all the way there so the 43 minutes the 4.46 miles is that to the fun run that's to the fun run, yeah. And then how long was the fun run? 0.94 miles. 0.94 miles. So this is your eight minutes. Yeah. I think Rob's gone true style and tried to win the fun run, I think, by looking at his heart rate. No, actually. We went out. Well, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't go out fast. I, I went out relatively Tried to beat the poor patrol characters across the bridge. <laughs> I beat the mayor. <laughs> That's all I was bothered about. I went past the mayor and says, come on, what was going on here? Does the mayor listen to this show? Well, hopefully he might do now. We might call him out. I don't know. I can't remember his name to be fair. Oh, dear. If, if you are the mayor of, is it mayor of Stoke? Mayor of Stoke, I presume. Yeah. If you are the mayor of Stoke and you do listen to this podcast, I'm sorry that you got raced <laughs> at your fun run by a near seven foot monster. <laughs> <laughs> so then, the, the 24 minutes back is that the 24 yeah. minutes back home? Yeah. Yeah, so that was harder actually because it, we were going up, up and up in hills and not hills. I won't say hills, but it through, was uphill. Right. I can see it now. You went, yeah. you went literally for twenty eight minutes, and you you went uphill pretty much all the way home. Yeah. Uh, so you actually, you, you know, you say you got a first red. I'm going to merge them all together so it comes up as green on your uh, on your training oh, peaks. Yeah. I like to see a bit. I like to see green. I can do like that. I say, I'm a Man City fan, and especially after losing against Man United. I- Seen red at the minute. <laughs> Did they lose to Manchester United? Yeah. What happened? Yeah. Talk me for a bit. I, I didn't you know. I'm like, no, you, you know what happened. <laughs> you, you know what happened. That was definitely an offside goal. It shouldn't have stood. But I'm not going to talk about it because this is a running podcast. You sure. We can. Yeah, me and the no, listeners can let you vent if you like. All I want to say is Stevenage. 
That's all I need to say, <laughs> just to be quiet. Why are we talking about you all of a sudden? Why, why don't we talk about me? <laughs> uh, uh, and then I've done a couple of runs in between. Then I went out with Stoke Fit on the Monday. Uh, I think it was just under six miles with Stoke Fit. That was a nice run again. Uh, went up a couple of hills with them. And then today I went out and it was supposed to be a bit of a, what would you call it, threshold tempo run? I don't know. How would you define them? So I, I call them uh, builders. Right, so okay. we're looking at basically miles, yeah. mile, mile builders. And the idea is that you start off at an easy pace for half a mile, and then you do 0.25 miles at a harder pace, and then you do a final 0.25 miles at an even harder pace. So we... Nice progression. So each mile you get gradually quicker as you go through. And I set you six mile builders. So basically repeating it six times. Um, and you sort of start at your easy pace and work through towards sort of like a just a little bit quicker than your 5K pace. So nice progression. But conditions a problem. Yeah, were I was not ideal. Say, no, definitely not ideal. We've had a, a hell of a lot of snow. The problem is I text Ben to say... I'm not quite sure I could go out in this weather. He'd spoken to Ange Morton. So, Ange Morton, I owe you a thank you because you've already spoken to him, Ben, about it and stitched me up and said, oh, he can get out and run. So, Hi, Ange. <laughs> so, I was like, well, I've got no choice now. I've got to go out. I, I called Ange because she won the competition from uh, before Christmas, if you remember, for a great story about um, her hmm. toilet troubles. Accident. Um, and we were having a little chat and it was about half two, quarter to three and she said, oh, we got onto the subject of Angie's running and a bit of speed work that she'd been trying to get in but the weather's a bit bad and I said, what's the weather like there? Because Rob still hasn't done his run and I've got to, I've got to do the podcast later and we both, we, we talked about you for about ten minutes about the fact that where you live, it should be alright and you absolutely <laughs> should be getting out to do your session so... Out I went to the to texture. So I was like, "Oh right, well, it's like having it's like having spies now." So I had to go out and get it done. So I did it, and it was very treacherous. Uh, I went round the little pond. I don't know if it's a pond or a lake where I live. Quite close. It's about 0.46 miles around. Um, so I did it around there. And it's little- yeah, I mean, you did you did the six miles. Yeah, there was. You know, there was a a, a, a slight progression. Yeah, I tried to. Pace. Obviously, not what you'd want to get out of it no. in terms of if you were, uh, you know, on a, on perfect conditions. But, you know, good news is we can try it again. Yeah, I am now the local legend, though, of the Forest Park lap around the lake. So I've got something. Well, Sam, look at this. You've you've done six miles around this this la- this lake lake. Is it a lake? Lap, I'm not sure it's a lake or a pond. Lap. So you've you've done you've you've gone round there a fair few times. How many times have you actually gone round that lake today? Two, four, six, seven, eight, nine, about nine times, nine, ten times. Wow. That's pretty impressive. I mean you you must be local legend if you did a lot of your London Marathon training around there yeah, as well. Yeah, I did you? quite a few times around there. Quite nice, it's quite a like it around there actually, it's not too bad. Here's a challenge. Go on then. No, not for you, oh. for the listeners. <laughs> right, go say, I'm, I don't like, is this my coach like challenge Rob already? Having, no, no, no. This is, the, this is the listener's coach challenge. Ah, okay. I don't really like Rob having so much success so early on. <laughs> <laughs> so if if you are listening and you are on Strava, the challenge is to go and take Rob's Strava <laughs> local legend. What's the local legend called, Rob? 
the Forest Park lap. So it's around Forest Park, which which bizarrely. It's so if you're local to Forest Park, go and take the local legend off him. <laughs> it's 0.47 miles round, so it's just under half a mile. Yeah, let's do it. Come on, listeners. Challenge has been set. Let's go and get the local legend off, Rob. <laughs> Thanks for that. I'm quite proud of that. I'll, I'll come on tomorrow and he'll be gone by that point. <laughs> so that brings me up to my up-to-date weather with runs. Um, I've had a, a, an eventful week of running, I must admit, and, and the snow hasn't helped. Yeah, how's your week been of running? Uh, yeah, it's been all right. It's, it, it's got better, should I say. I think when we did the episode uh, with Ken... Um, that was last week. I was I was doing all right with my running, um, but I sort of I hit a bit of a wall. I got a bit of a stomach bug, I think, and felt a bit ropey. Um, and then didn't didn't really run for four days. I was really struggling with uh, motivation. Um, I have a I have a terrible habit of catastrophizing everything. Um, so I, was, I sort of had a day off with this stomach bug because I couldn't run and then that sort of led to me not being able to focus on my goals which led me into a bit of a downward spiral to be honest I think I, Which you can. I spoke to you before the interview the episode last week and I was in a real bad place to be honest last week and you might not have come across on the, the episode but I just felt really low with my mood um struggled with all types of motivation because running is a big thing for me is you know in terms of being able to get out and get that bit of time to get a bit of headspace um but it it led to me feeling quite anxious which is the first time i've ever experienced that to be fair um but talking to people like you help talking to rachel about it and you know not taking things so seriously but the running was sort of back burner um and i think it's important and that's when uh, we're going to look at the men- mental health we've got um in may it's mental health month so we're going to look at men- mental health and how running does improve people's mental health i'm going to get a couple of guests in but before we get to that point i think it is really important that you do talk to people mm. Being a psychiatric nurse myself, I know the, the benefits of talking. So actually speaking and, and, and talking to like-minded people, hopefully your friends, your family, or just somebody that is completely devoid from every point of your life mm. is sometimes beneficial. So it's it's really important. Yeah, it's good because I, I managed to speak to you about it. Um, and I'm quite open with talking about stuff like that, to be fair. I think it's something that... Yeah. We, we need to do more of especially as men I think is talk about mm-hmm. stuff like that um, I went and did a coaching session uh, with um, Sam who's one of our listeners um, and sort of said to him I've been doing a lot of running but didn't really tell him that I'd been struggling too much with it and sort of cracked on with the coaching session but it actually helped to get although I wasn't able to run get out and do something running related um, yeah. and then I spoke to uh, one of my runners again Sarah um, on the Friday to do a check-in um, and just sort of spoke to her and she actually I, I spent an hour with her talking about her goals and her training um, and it made me feel a bit better to talk to someone else about it um, and then she always you know makes a point of asking how I'm getting on and she actually gave me a bit of a, a kick in the right direction sort of said look if you don't go out and do your run I'm going to call you out on social media 
<laughs> it's probably what I needed to be fair. So I went out and yeah. did a forty-five minute run. It it felt like hell on earth. It was terrible, um, yeah. but it it really helped. Um, and then by Sunday, I was sort of like, right, I'm going to get back to it. And just when I did a a nice fourteen miler, um, which made me feel really good. To be fair, I think it's just I knew that the fitness hadn't gone anywhere. Um, but it was just for the mental side of it, really. I just needed to feel better and mm. know that I wasn't too mm. far off. Um, mm. Getting back back into the groove, and sometimes it's just yeah. nice to talk to people about it. It is. Yeah, it is. And I think the, when running is such a big part of your life, like anything, if there's any part of your life, which is uh, like hobbies that you're, you're interested in or your family members and you, you, you're, avoid, you're aware, away from that, yeah. it, does have a, it does have a big impact. Absolutely does have a big, big impact. It's strange. I, I spend a lot of time talking to people all the time about goals and goal setting, but I think it's yeah. something I don't take on myself. I'm sometimes too hard on myself in terms of, well, I need to go and do yeah. this and... Um, it's it's listening to my own advice as well. And I think Christmas period as well. I think well, I, well, we spoke about it last week. I think January is notoriously a bad month, and you have things like Blue Monday, which is a is a bit of a gimmick. Uh, but it is it, it's, it's it's cold, it's windy, it's wet. You can't do as much as you want to do if you've got things that you like to do in the garden, for example. There's no sun to to absorb into your system. And it is, it is a really bad month for people. And I think because you've had Christmas and you've had such a, lot, a busy period and there's a lot of focus on making sure things are perfect for your kids, it's about, okay, then what do we do now? What, 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 what is there now yes. in January? There's not a great deal to look forward to in January. So it is about getting your, getting your head into gear a little bit and, and having a focus. And I think that's why a lot of people do set like goals in January and think to themselves, right, okay, then I'm going to going to get fit or I'm going to lose a bit of weight or I'm going to stop smoking or I'm going to stop drinking. Yeah, I think it, it's good to talk. It's good to get things Absolutely. off your chest, get things clear in your head. I mean, I started doing a bit of mindfulness um, stuff. I downloaded an app where you can do a bit of breathing, a bit of time just to take 10 minutes just to sit and not really think about anything. That's really helped. But, I mean, it's one of them. I think it's not everything's going to work for everybody. But if it's talking to someone, taking a bit of time out to do a bit of breathing, sitting in in the choir or whether it's running. Um, But I think having something to focus on for you really to look after yourself is really important. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, let's talk about the Strava League, shall we? Um, we've the Strava League. The Strava League. Let's look at something that's which has really been positive since the last episode. We we talked How about many we got now? thirty-one. So we talked about the Strava League on last episode with Ken, and it's it's gone really well. We've got thirty-one runners in there. Um, got quite a few. I've got quite a lot of people doing activities. Some more than others. Thirty-one runners um, with a total. Was it a total mileage? Two hundred and thirteen miles this week. Two hundred and thirteen miles this so week. That's from Sunday. Fantastic. That's from Sunday to today. Sunday. So I think that it's good if you uh, are on there. If you can join our group and thank you to the thirty. Well, twenty-nine runners in it really because yeah. two of them are us. Yeah. But thanks for joining, Rob. <laughs> um, I think if you are on Strava, you can go to the show notes. Rob, the producer of the show, kindly puts the link in the bottom for you to click on and join the group. Still plenty of time. Um, And you could go and search for the group just by typing in K 
Couch to Coach Podcast Run Club. Um, and the aim, the aim of the group was just to have a bit of friendly competition amongst the listeners. And it was just to basically see, one, if we can share any successes, PBs, milestones. Remember to put your comments on there. We do go through daily to check what people are doing. I will say, actually, in my conversation with Ange earlier, she said last weekend, I think it was, that she went to part run. And I think she did a, a PB um, for part run, but she forgot to pick up a token oh. at the end. So it didn't count. Oh, but I did ask her if it's on Strava, it counts. Um, and she said it was. Um, she did, but Trent, she hadn't she did, she did Trenton with me. So it must have been that one yeah. then. must have been Trenton that she said she got a part run PB. Um, but she hadn't titled it. So, yeah, there we go. Trenton part run PB, but forgot to take a token. Dozy mare. Yeah, dozy mare. That's not me calling her a dozy mare. <laughs> That's, That's what she's talking to herself. So we're going to give Ange a shout out because she has got a PB at Parkrun. Parkrun haven't registered it, but it's not what matters for Parkrun. It's whether we register it, yeah. Ange. So well done on your PB well done, at Parkrun. Um, so remember to get the titles up because we are looking. We are watching. Um, and the other thing is who can be the leader for the most miles covered from Sunday to Thursday when we record in this episode. Rob, over to you. Over to me. So we have a winner, quite a clear winner, I would say. Congratulations, Paul. So Paul Hall, who is a Stoke Fit member, uh, has done 21.86 miles. Well done, matey. From Sunday to, from Sunday to Thursday, yeah. that's that's a decent effort. It is, especially with the snow effort. that we've had in Stoke-on-Trent as well. Uh, second place, drum roll, please. Congratulations to a guy called Ben Ben Russell, is it? Ben Russell, fitness coach. So well done, Ben. You came second. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you. And then, I mean, to be fair, that's that is. Quite good for me by Thursday because I'm I'm normally quite heavy on a weekend with my running, yeah. so I don't think I'm going to get many shout outs. No. Um, thir- thank you. Thirteen point four miles, not a bad effort again. And then third, closely behind yourself, she's had a couple of shout outs already today, so she's going for the hat trick, Angela Morton. So she's done thirteen point zero miles. So again, very good well, effort good. with the, with the snow that we've had. And she did call me out and give you a heads up that it's not too bad. Clearly, it's not that bad because <laughs> she's done some running as well. And we have got – so that's the top three. So we've got Paul, Ben, and Ange. So that's the first shout-out. So well done to all you guys. So Ange's quickly turning into the new Jackie Bailey, isn't she? Yeah, Getting yeah. all these shout-outs. Jackie Bailey is in the league. Uh, she hasn't registered. She's in the league. She hasn't registered she any runs this league, week. Yeah. But we haven't heard much off Jackie Bailey. Get in contact with us, Jackie. We, we, we miss you. I mean, I was I was quite pleased with the um, the thirty one members that we've got, yeah, including us two. I think we've got uh, quite a few Stoke Fit members. Yeah. Uh, Andrew's telling me she recognises some of the names from the uh, North Staff Roadrunners, yeah. which is good. Um, people have noted in there. 
Rich Bagnell, I think he's your mate. He, is, yeah. he used to work with. Oh, I still work with him. Yeah, he's 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 started running recently again. So he's the guy. Yeah, that's why I wanted to have a quick mention. He's um, he's building slowly over the last three weeks, but he's making a bit of a comeback. Yeah, it appears. He's, he's 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 a good runner as well. Uh, he's he put he put a post on Instagram with his new trainers. Two of the list that we put out in episode three. He got himself a watch. He spoke to me about a watch. He's had the same watch as me, and then he's bought himself some new trainers as well. So. Hang on, he spoke to you about a watch yeah. and you didn't send him in my, my <laughs> I'm still I'm still trying to sell that, that Garmin. Oh, sorry, I didn't, I didn't I forgot about that watch. Uh, Some friend you are. <laughs> so yeah, so he's doing really well as well. So these book and we've had lots of people actually contacting to say that we've inspired them to start running. Yeah, so we had a question a couple of weeks ago, I think it was now, from Beth about pregnancy and coming back to running, and she's registered some runs. Uh, I think she's in. I think she might be in the in the group as well, in the league. Yeah. So yeah. it's really good that we are actually inspiring people to start running or to um, start again running. Yeah, I mean that was the aim of the show, wasn't yeah. it? Is to get people inspired and get people out running, and I think we're. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy. I think we're achieving that. So thank you to everybody that has joined the Strava League. If you are listening and you haven't yet joined, go to the show notes, click on the link. You can still do that whilst you're listening. Yeah. You don't have to stop listening to us. Nope. You can do it whilst you're listening. Join the group um, and get clocking up the miles and see if you can get that shout out. We can't. No offence, Paul, I don't know you, but we can't have you winning it again next week. <laughs> so let's, let let's somebody else have a go. Paul can... Paul can focus on Rob's local legend to let everybody out. Well, he'll probably win that at the same time. Yeah, he will, he? yeah. He'll do about 50 laps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so get joining and get, get running. See what happens. Should we move into listeners' questions? We got yeah, have a go with we had We've any. got three. We've had three, yeah. So we put a post out there for some people to get in contact with us, and somebody did. Uh, we've got three questions. So we've got Gary. Uh, Gary Stedman, who is another Stoke Fit member, so shout out to Gary. He emailed in to say I think he feels like he's the only one that's not been mentioned in Stoke Fit, so he wants to get a question into us. So <laughs> shout out to yourself, Gary. What have we started? I know, yeah. Uh, so when going on a run, is it best to work out a route or distance first and stick to it? Or can slash should you extend it based on how you feel? I tend to add to my run, but tend to end up feeling shattered as I have done too much. What do you do? Sometimes I just go out and run. I don't look at a route. Um, I have set routes. Like today when I went out and did the the tempo slash threshold build or whatever you want to call it, I, I knew I was going to go down to... Hanley Forest Park, which is quite close to me because I know it's a lap and I, I know how far I need to go each time. And that's what I used to do when I was training for the London Marathon because if I wanted to do like three or four miles and it was just early morning, it was just easy to go down there. So I'd just do a, a, quite a few laps of there. Started to venture out a little bit. <clears throat> um, and I, Bizarrely, actually, I pinch people's routes sometimes as well so i think look at strava and think to myself oh that looks quite a nice route and that's 20 miles or something so bizarrely gary is a guy that i pinched a route off so when i was, tra- <laughs> when I was um training for my london marathon i uh, looked saw a run that he had done which was to congleton and back down a, a cycle path oh, that looks quite a nice route and looked at the elevation and things i thought oh, I'll, I'll try that and that's where i did my 20 mile 
So I find other people's routes. And I think that's why I like joining Stoke Fit as well. The funny thing is, they though, show me. on that run that you stole that route off Gary, Gary only went out for a four-mile run. Well, they did, bizarrely. <laughs> he did. He just keeps on going. That's the thing with Gary. And he was telling me he didn't expect to go out that far, but he did. He went out, I think he did, like, ended up doing like, I can't remember, 30 miles or something like that. <sighs> uh, but yeah, so he, he does add things. He always does add, things, add bits onto his route. But I think running with Stoke Fit has really helped me as well because yeah. it's opened my eyes to a to a certain to, to areas that I didn't even know existed in Stoke. Yeah. Uh, and bits of trail, bits of road, combination. So we've got people that like and, and, and Stoke Fit. So during the summer months, Louise Gibbs, shout out to Louise. She likes to take people out and do trail, uh, which I've never even thought about doing, but I like it. I like going out and doing trail. Good, good running trail so, running. Yeah, a lot of strength in trail running. But sometimes I just go out and I just don't even know how far I'm going to run. I'm just going to run. Yeah, well, not anymore because you want to plan and you only run as well, many yeah. miles as I tell you to run. <laughs> yeah, sir. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's a good question. I mean, it's, there's a couple of things, to be, to be fair. I think if you are training and you've got a coach um, or you're following a plan, there's probably a method in the madness as to how many miles you should be running. Um, so if you've got a plan to run five miles, probably the best thing to do is to plan a five mile route and stick to your five miles because the chances are your five mile run is done as an easy run maybe with the idea that there's not building up an awful lot of fatigue so that the the next run the day after might be like a bit of a speed session or threshold session that again might be like a i don't know 10k at threshold or something silly like that um and the idea is that you don't want to go too far off plan because you're going to end up um you know exhausting yourself and not completing the plan that you're trying to follow that's one way of looking at it the other way of looking at it is you might have a set sort of weekly mileage you want to get 30 miles a week 40 miles a week and you need to sort of work out how much you're going to run on any given run whether you're counting a rest day within the week or not so you do probably need to look at planning routes um but i think gary sort of said that you know sometimes he feels like he's got a little bit more to give so he extends it but then feels shattered um and it led me to look at something which I saw the other day from Steve Magnus. You know, I love a bit of Steve Magnus. Yeah, um, I do. He basically did a post which I found, and I'm just going to go to it, and it says, skills come from struggle, um, but there's a sweet spot. Going to failure often backfires. Not challenging yourself is an insufficient stimulus for growth or learning. Whether it's in athletic, artistic, or intellectual pursuits, the solution is taking on just manageable challenges. Um, and he gives an example of a weightlifting study, a study in regards to weightlifting that says that well-trained athletes found that training to failure led to worse muscle gains than stopping a little bit before exhaustion. And it's similar in running that progress in training generally is made um, by finishing a workout and feeling like that you could do maybe one more rep. So if it's a speed session, you shouldn't go to exhaustion. And he had a little, uh, little phrase for it, which is that you should be training instead of straining, which is quite good, not pushing yourself mm. to exhaustion. And the way that he, he summarizes that is that complete failure isn't an ideal stimulus for change and adaptation. Um, we're basically not looking to overwhelm the body when we're training. 
um, or the mind when we're training, we're not looking to overwhelm it to grow. We basically need to embarrass it. So we're not looking to overwhelm our body and mind. We're just looking to embarrass it because if we push it to a point where we're about to get better at something, the idea is the body goes through this process called supercompensation. And what it does is it goes, you know, you've asked it to run five miles at a certain pace. You've done that or come close to it. You've not exhausted yourself. You've made mm. yourself a bit tired. But when it goes into the super compensation phase, it's going to grow back stronger, which means that you then find that effort that you did last week really easy because the body's super compensated. So, Gary, plan your routes is my advice. Don't take yourself to exhaustion too often because you're more likely to get injured. You don't want to be feeling shattered because that's not always a good thing. We just want to get enough of a... Uh, an improvement there that we're we're seeing that adaptation so it's training not straining steve magnus legend steve magnus legend i don't really know steve i'm not really seeing much oh i have the only things i've seen is from when you repost them i'm gonna look into and i think with gary again he's joined nsrra like a lot of other stoke fit members have so he needs to be able to make sure that he's fit enough and not exhausted to be able yeah. to compete in his group, he's gone in Group E. Uh, so I think he's a very good runner, and I have no doubt that he will do very well in Group E. But I think he has had his injury troubles in the past, and I think he needs, like say, rather than straining, he needs to concentrate on his so, training. I mean, the thing that, obviously, uh, NSRRA, you've entered it, I've entered it and Gary's in it by the sounds of it. The concerning thing for me with that uh, format, uh, it's not against NSRRA because it's a great thing that we're associated with and I love the concept, but you've got to be really, really careful when planning your races because I think Ken said in the interview last week that to be competitive, you need to run a minimum of six races to actually get to the point where you're you know going to probably get promotion maybe if that's your aim you want to be running you know your best 12 times uh or what count that's one race a month if you are if you can't run one give a month you're all of a sudden asking yourself to do quite a lot i'm not going to be able to get over to stafford every month so i'm probably going to if i'm looking to be competitive maybe having to run two races a month at times so if you are planning your training around um Nostas Roadrunners, I would say sit down with your fixture list. There's a reason why it's sent out in your pack. Have a sit down, have a look at your fixture list and realistically think to yourself, how often can I race? Yeah. And between those races, what mileage can I handle? Are you somebody that needs to take a down week? Are you someone that needs to have more rest within your training? So have a think about it. If you have got any questions about how you plan your week, your month, your year, give me a shout. Yeah. I suppose as well, you've got big races in there. So 20 miles, that's long, a third long race. Long distances, yeah. Long distances. So I, I can imagine 20 miles is it's what I've been doing the last couple of weeks. I did 25 miles over the week last week. So 20 miles in one hit is almost the same as when I was training for a marathon. So I suppose yeah. you might not want to do anything before that race. I mean, one of the good things is that obviously there's some thought to it. If you've got the 20 miler, uh, when does the 20 miler fall? 
roughly in the fixtures. March, I think it is. If it's third, it's third race. If it's the third race, I mean, if you've got your sights on running that 20 miler and you feel in a good enough shape to go and do it, what you'll find is you'll hear the term taper and you'll hear the term peaking, which is basically shedding a bit of fatigue in the taper, but keeping hold of some of your fitness or majority of your fitness to get in good race shape. If you've got all Asia 5 and usually 10, and you're going to go into the 20 miler, you don't really need to taper for the five miler. You don't really need to do an awful lot of tapering into a 10 miler. Use them as training races, race hard, use the training effect from those races to go into the 20 miler. And you might have like a bit of a, a down week in terms of loading going into the week of the 20. But these are things you need to consider if the races are coming thick and fast. Plan your routes, Gary. Make sure that you stick to them because you don't want to be draining. You want to be training. Excellent answer again. Excellent question and excellent answer. Still to come on this episode of the Couch to Coach Running Podcast. Thank you. Right, anyway, poems. So <laughs> I set you the challenge of writing a poem around running, coaching, 2022, anything in particular that you want to talk about. Get your creative juices flowing. That was two weeks ago, so you've had two weeks to, to get prepared. Really looking forward to this. The Couch to Coach Podcast is available on a wide variety of podcast players. If you like what you hear in this episode, please remember to follow the show and set a future episodes to auto-download. Our main objective on this show is to get people into running and to talk about running. We're two normal guys that live normal lives, and although our following is growing, we rely on you, the listeners, to get the word out there about this show. So please, whilst you're listening, remember to leave us a review on your chosen podcast player to help boost our ratings. Finally, you can stay up to date with all things Couch to Coached over on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. Just search for Couch to Coached. So the next question is from Amanda Kelly, another Stoke Fit member. Uh, she got, she came second, I think, in an NSRRA group last week when she got the awards. So her question has been training and putting in miles and strength and conditioning since Christmas. I have now been struck down by a virus, which a lot of people have. Yeah. I have races coming in a few weeks. I think she means all sage and she's got, she's running for Staffordshire as well, which is a real, uh, when the Rusley 10 is on. So will that trainer have built up already gone to waste? If so, how do I get back in time without setting myself backwards? Um, I, look, I think, these things can't be helped. People do get struck down by viruses. It's a similar thing to what I was experiencing last week. I've got my sort of big race, which is Cambridge in March. And at the time of me getting struck down by that, I knew I had about eight weeks and I, I felt like I couldn't sort of take a week out of training. Um, and that, to be honest with you, is the wrong way of looking at it. And we answered this in goal setting um, the, the week before last in terms of making sure you've got your goals, um, be realistic with them, but give yourself a bit of leeway. If, if it doesn't happen at the next race, there's no you know harm lost. We're not elite athletes. I know that you know we want to set ourselves these challenges, but um, 
first thing I would say is don't put so much pressure on yourself. Uh, try and remember the reason why you're running. And a lot of the time it's for enjoyment and it's for health benefits. The races and the results come second to that, hopefully, for a lot of people. If you are concerned about losing fitness, which is what the question is, um, it depends on the individual. If you Google do the standard thing of Googling how long does it take to lose fitness, you'll see all types of different answers, but they're not based on you. Amanda sounds like a very good runner already by what you said. Very good runner. Um, and the chances are she's got a very good training history, so years of training behind her. Um, and for somebody you know, like that to take a week off, probably not going to lose a lot of fitness. Uh, we do have muscle memory. Um, and generally speaking, a couple of days off, making sure that illness has fully passed before getting into the training is the most important thing. And if you can wait for it to fully pass and get back into your training, you might find the first run after that a bit of a hard slog. Um, but you'll soon get back to the shape that you've got. So my advice, Amanda, is to wait for your virus to pass fully, not to risk any further illness, uh, further infection, further sickness, whatever it is that you've been dealing with. Um, and then try and come back into your training um, without chasing anything that you've lost. So don't feel like you've missed three, four days. That's 15, 16 miles that you've lost or whatever. I need to get these in over the next five days or whatever. Just pick your training plan up from where you left off um, and, and don't be sort of feeling the pressure to try and catch those, those missed miles because that's where it can really go wrong. Yeah. And I would like to say Amanda is a, an excellent runner. Uh, I know she's she was messaging the other day because I'm, I'm doing the canny cross with session with her on Saturday, and she was saying she's going to try and get better and things like that. And people are saying just just take your time. There's no pressure. You don't, we don't need to be doing the running, or you don't need to go out running. So I think that is really good advice. I hope that is the advice that you wanted, Amanda. Um, uh, so yeah, we'll see. let us know how you get on. Let us know how you get on. Message me or message Ben and let us know how you get on with it. The next and last question is from Mr. Bagnall. So Richard Bagnall, again, I got another shout out. So this is the second shout out. Getting quite a few shout outs today. Would be good to hear more about the use of magnesium as a supplement. And I would as well, to be honest with you, because I've not heard of it before. I know that you shared something on Instagram and you've got like a powder, is it? I presume and you sprinkle it over things. So over to you. Um, magnesium. Before I go into the magnesium as a supplement, good sources of magnesium from food, Rob. Just as you know, bearing in mind your challenge was to do a bit of a food diary. Uh, food diary, a recovery diary. Any good sources of magnesium from food? Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> You're probably on the spot there. We might, have a we might have a failure in the coach challenge. <laughs> hey. not a failure. We're gonna uh, get, well. getting a nice bath. Yeah, is yeah what yeah, I needed yeah, to do, and yeah. that was not the failure. Yeah, so yeah, I don't we'll know. have a look at that. Uh, let's get back to Richie's answer before Rob gets any redder. Um, <laughs> so good, good food sources for magnesium. I mean, what I would when it comes to any supplement. Um, I think the, the the first thing to do is to start with food. 
it's a supplement um so you're adding to anything that you can get from you know that's within the body already or you can get from your food and my wife rachel who did a degree in uh sports nutrition um always rolls her eyes at me when i come through the door with some random supplement or fad um protein powder or something like that because she says why don't you just eat a can of tuna for your protein and why don't you just look at your food sources so it's a very good point you can get a lot of them through food so things like avocado spinach pumpkin seeds cashews leafy greens all really good for the diet and before you look into a supplement i would ask are you eating those things because honest fact is sprinkling a bit of magnesium powder into a glass of water which is how it is to be consumed, Rob, not sprinkled on top of their eggs like you suggested. <laughs> um, I don't know. <laughs> um, is not really going to work if you're just adding a little bit of magnesium as a supplement. You may as well be looking to eat more of the right foods because you're going to get a lot more benefit from that nutritionally. You get the proteins out of the foods. You'll get the nutrients from things like vitamins and minerals. And then obviously you can get things like magnesium out of those food sources you mentioned. In terms of it as a supplement, um, the one I showed on my Instagram feed is basically magnesium as a powder. Uh, it was bought from um, a reputable high street health store. Go on, name me, can. Can we name Hollins them? and Barrett. Hollins and Barrett. <laughs> I named them anyway. <laughs> Hollins and Barrett. And there are other... Barrett. If, you, if you're listening to us, <laughs> yeah, listen to the podcast, we'll go back to what we were saying before. If you want to sponsor part of the podcast now, because most of the podcast is getting sponsored, if you want to sponsor bits of the podcast, let us know. Yeah, bits of the podcast. I love it. We've got sponsors. We're auctioning off bits of the podcast. Yeah, yeah. So basically... You can sponsor the intro. <laughs> So magnesium as a supplement, uh, that is a powder that I've bought. And basically after a run, after a long run, um, I like to basically take uh, it's half a teaspoon in a glass of water, swish it around because it doesn't really dissolve very well, chug it back, um, and it just gets into the body. And magnesium is known as a good uh, source of recovery for uh, muscles and joints. Um, so it's a good way of of helping aid the recovery another thing that you can do is actually you can buy a magnesium spray um which is actually a massage balm again from holland and barrett and it's basically a muscle rub so you know do your long run um focus on your recovery that's getting something to eat within the first 20 minutes of running have yourself a nice soak in a bath um towel dry yourself off and then get your magnesium spray and rub it into your muscles is really really good um does it work the science to say it does it might create more of a placebo effect um but that's like a lot of things so just give it a whirl if if you do have any uh issues um i'm not responsible <laughs> funnily enough i saw some an aldi the other day little tablets they must have been tablets turmeric and magnesium together Turmeric is another good one for um, yeah. anti-inflammatory turmeric. It was it was they were selling it as uh, rather than for recovery, they were selling it for like your memory and things like that. You to build up your cognition or something like that. I can't remember what it was saying, but I think this is the problem of the day and age that we live in at the moment. Um, there's a lot of companies out there jumping on the bandwagon with different things like. 
you know, it, it makes me laugh that you can buy a, a loaf of bread that's labelled up as a protein bread. I mean, if you look at the difference between a normal standard Hovis loaf and a Hovis protein loaf, it's like 0.1 grams of protein. But because it's got a little yeah. bit more protein in by the way that they've produced it, they badge it up as a protein um, yeah. bread, and that's that's nonsense. So... All your foods that you need, uh, with a bit of investigation in regards to what's in your foods and your your regular diet, you can get enough things that you need to help aid your recovery. Um, so just just be cautious with what you're spending your money on, because you know there's better things like races and trainers you could be buying mm. and entering. Yeah, definitely. I, I tend to get taken along with that. Oh, we can eat, this will improve this. This will improve that. I always oh, tend to get taken along with it. So do I, all the time. But yeah. it's it's all about that trying to squeeze out that little bit extra in terms of people's performance. There's a reason why Nike labelled their their racing shoes the next percent because it's mm. like trying to squeeze out, you know, the next percent from your performance. And does a carbon fibre plate work for somebody that isn't putting the training in? Probably not. But they'll no. buy them thinking it's going to make them faster. And again, it's probably a placebo effect. Yeah. Well, we talked about it with compression socks, didn't we, a couple of weeks ago when Dave asked about the compression socks. Exactly. Do they actually work? So I suppose there's a lot of there's a lot of science out there to say things do work. There's a lot of science out there to say that they potentially don't. And I suppose it's what works for the person. Yeah, I mean, I'm not knocking half of the things that are out there. I think it's down to – there's obviously studies and research done by these companies that show that there's an improvement which helps them market their products. But um, I think the first thing really is just focusing on the basics. We're, we're not here trying to reinvent the wheel. We're on a we're on a journey of self-discovery, and that's basically trying to take things back to the – you know, ancestors where we ancestors where we started. It's basically mm. going back to running. Um, you had to run far to hunt for meals and stuff. So it's basically building on top of our own uh, genetics in terms of how do we get fitter, and that's by spending time on your feet. It's about running, putting the miles in. It's not about fads. Um, yeah. Fads aren't going to make you quicker. The hard work's going to make you quicker. So that new Kuros watch that you bought. <laughs> Why are you digging me out on the podcast? <laughs> I'm not digging you out on the podcast. I'm getting my own back. That's what it is. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, we'll just ignore Rob's comment. But just don't, don't get sucked in by fads and gadgets. And it's um, if you do want a new gadget, I am selling the Garmin watch. <laughs> yeah, we've, got, we've, still, we've still got that watch to sell. <laughs> Anyway, um, thank you for them them questions, everybody. They were yeah, really good them. questions. Yeah, good listeners' really good. questions. They thank set you the tone much. of the episode, I think, sometimes. Yeah, it's really good. Um, if you've got any questions that you want answering, uh, we, you can send them into the podcast. Sometimes Ben or myself, if you've got questions that I can answer, we'll answer the question and then we'll also do on the podcast so you won't have to wait for the podcast to come out, but sometimes wait till the podcast come out. But let us know. Send them through Instagram, at Couch to Coached. We're also on TikTok. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on all the social media platforms and on the email address. Send it to us at couch to coached at outlook.com. And I think we're about yeah. three followers away from 400 followers on Instagram. We are on Instagram, yeah. So we let's are. get after it. If you're listening and you don't follow us on Instagram um, or Facebook for that matter or TikTok for that matter, head over and drop us a follow because if we can get to 400, I'd be over the moon with that. Yeah, definitely. So the next new feature, 
uh, is that each week we are going to have a new section of the podcast looking at all things NSRRA. So we're going to dedicate a part of the part of the podcast and we're going to look at races that are coming up, talk about the races that we've just done when we gain, when we do the races. Um, we might get a couple of guests in. We've been speaking about getting guests in maybe from NSRRA. We can get a couple of people that are have our competitors in our groups. That would be quite interesting to get some of our competitors in. Um, and when we can back do that. But yeah, so that's the new section. Go on, so, let's have a North Stats Roadrunners chat. Let's have it. This episode of Couch to Coached is proudly brought to you in association with the North Staffordshire Road Racers Association. Proudly promoting road running in the North Staffordshire region since 1974. So that's the sponsor's message. So we've got a bit of an update. We they had the presentation evening. It looked like it was, a good little presentation, to was. be fair. Yeah, it, presentation evening last week. We had leaflets out there. We did produce our own little leaflets. We're getting a bit bigger now. Uh, so Ken was happy, was happy enough to to hand them out with all the awards and put them on the table. And so that's also a nice little photo of it, uh, propped up against one of the trophies, which was nice. Yeah. I hope you all enjoyed the presentation night, by the way. Um, yeah. Me and Rob might make a special, not a special guest appearance next year, but we're going we're gonna, to, you know, we might come to collect our awards. <laughs> <laughs> we're bigging ourselves up here. We'll say this the other day. If I don't get promotion now, I am going to be absolutely gutted. I mean, I'm gonna, well, that's why I'm doing it, a red face. That's why I'm doing it, to be fair, because I just want to I just want to build you up as much as possible and then see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. Are you going to reveal what group you're in then now? No. Oh, right, okay. No, no I will. I was... Um, so I entered the NSRRA, North Staff Roadrunners League, and I did that sort of uh, pretty much after we'd done our recording with Ken, because um, I was I was tempted to go for all stage of five. I'd already had Rougely ten in. I thought, well, there's two of two of my six minimum races I need to do. Might as well sign up. Um, and literally the day after I'd signed up, I got my number, my letter. First thing I want to ask about this letter: Do I have to wear the same letter every race? Yeah, it's so made what of paper. People, people are talking about is laminate them. Oh, you oh. saw that on the chat. So laminate them, hole punch them, and then you can either use pins or I've got them little clip things that you can use. Okay, cracking. That's answered my first question then. So I have been put into what group have I been put in, Rob? What do you reckon? I know what group you're in, <laughs> so I'm not going to say anything. But I did say I did think you were going to be put in this in this group. Um, so I'm a little on. I'm a little bit scared. I've been put into Group B. The Premier League. The Premier League. So Group A is the Champions League. Champions League. Group, group B, B is group, group, Premier League. Premier League. Group C, Championship. I'm in Group F, which is the National League. That's why I'm defining myself as Wrexham. And you Although... picked Wrexham because you thought you were going to be favourite to get promoted. Ah, no, 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 no. <laughs> I picked Wrexham because I did a bit of research and it's the closest to me. Although Wrexham does seem like it's far away, it is actually the closest to me in the uh, National League. So. so as a Man City fan, you yeah. were put in that league and you picked the team that was closest to you in the league format and that gave you Wrexham. So it what did. football team am I, Rob? Wow. If the closest to you... In the Premier League... In the Premier, is it is it Wolves? <laughs> <laughs> Can't believe he's gone down that route. <laughs> the closest team to me in the Premier League is the mighty Aston Villa. 
So I am an Aston Villa fan representing Aston Villa in the North Stas Roadruns League. Thank you very much, Ken, for my letter B. <laughs> I'm going to be representing. The other day, I went and bought myself a pair of uh, Aston Villa running socks. Oh, have you? <laughs> so I'll say you five. If you're wondering who I am, I've the B on my back. And I'll be wearing my Aston Villa running socks. Uh, the guy who um, came first in the Strava League, Paul Hall, I don't know if you know this, he's in Group B. Is he's in. Yeah. Hello, Paul. Hello, <laughs> Hello Paul. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming for you, Paul. Competitions, no, you ain't having any more top of the league in the Strava group now. No he, one got, he got promotion. He, well, he was in Group, I think, D and he ended up he won Group D and then he's gone into Group B this year so oh, okay yeah so it'd be wow. interesting bit to of friend, see bit of friendly competition there then yeah there's another guy Simon Lewis I think is in Group B as well he was in Stoke Fit as well I don't know Simon I've not met Simon I don't think so shout out Simon I'll probably get to meet you well, I'm, looking for, I'm looking forward to it now we're what two weeks away from yeah. Old Age of Five yeah two um, weeks two and a half weeks I think it's... But yeah, they, they, had a, they had a good presentation night. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to give a sh- couple of shout-outs to a couple of people that, that, will, that got the, the presentation of the evening. So Carl Malton group, uh, won Group A, um, a very good runner. I've I met Carl a couple of times. Ross Connor came second and Pete Nimmo came third. Group B, Steve Jones. Steve Jennings came second, who was a Stoke Fit member. Steve McCann, so all the Steves, three Steves, got promotion to Group A from Group B. Uh, group C, Pat Buckingham, Kieran Gilbert and Lee Davis. Group D, Paul, who just mentioned, so Paul Hall and Tim West, uh, the guy who, who sent in the um, poem to us a couple of weeks ago. So we had a 1-2 in Group D and John Guest from Trenton. Group E, Ben Keane, Thomas Steele and Chris Hassel. Group F, so my group, Lee Bowers, he won. Apart from one race, he won every single race that he ran. No Andy Torbit, yeah, he got out the, apart from um, I think it's the half marathon in Chester, Congleton, I think it was. He won so all Lee of Bowers. his all of his races all, for the group. Yeah, he got his 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 um, average score was forty nine point nine two. Wow. <laughs> so he can only get a fifty. Wow. So Andy Torbit, he came second, so he's been promoted. So uh, Andy also follows on Instagram, he's, and he was there at the presentation evening. He's in our Strava League. And Dennis Robinson. So Dennis was the guy. I can, if you can remember, a couple of weeks ago when I was talking about Meerbrook, mm-hmm. he came third. I came second. Uh, he came here. Yeah, so that gives stands in a good stead. A special mention to James Tutton from Stoke Fit. He came fourth. I think he got an injury quite close to the end. And I think if he would have carried on, he probably would have got promotion. So we're going for a one-two-three in Group F. We've talked about it, me, Pete, and, and, and uh, James. I'm quite happy to get third. If I get third, I'll be quite happy. And then Group G, Andy Hughes, David Hebb, Alan Lewis. In Group L for the ladies, we've got Kelly Butler came first. She got 49.67. So, again, she did really, really well. Amanda Kelly. So, Amanda, uh, we, we sent the question in. She came second, and her average was 49 as well. And then Joanne Stanfield in Group M. Emily Knott, Claire Kivlin, Alicia Gilbert. Group W, we've got Ruth Gamble, Vicky Henshaw, Denise Sanford. And again, if, uh, Ruth Gamble, every race that she ran, she won. She got 50. 
So her average was 50. Wow. Yeah, Group X, we've got Helen Jones, uh, Rebecca Howlett, Emma um, Abelie Barker, and then Group Y, Gina Benson. So she's from Stoke Fit. She won that league. Uh, Leslie Hughes, who that's the lady that Ken was talking about on the podcast last week, and Hazel Barlow. Uh, and male, 16 to 39, Ross Connor, Peter Nemo, Pat, Pat Buckingham. Male, 40 to 44, Carl Moulton, Simon Fawcett, and Ben Buey. Male, 49 to 49, Steve Jones, Steve McCann, Dave Kivelin. Male, 50 to 54, Dave Morrill, James Simpson, Simon Lewis. Simon is the guy that I was talking about earlier. I think he's in Group B this year. Male, 50, 50, 55 to 59. So this is what shows you the the, 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 ages range, the age range that they've These got. The age, Darren, age categories. Yeah, so it shows the different ages that they've got in the groups. So Darren Pyatt, Paul Bursland, and Mick Hare. 60 to 64 males. John Guest, Andrew Wadsed, Wadsworth, Russell Williams. Male, 65 to 69. Alan Brooks, Dennis Robson, Robinson, who was in my group, that guy I was just mentioning, Nigel Lee. Male, 70 to 74. We're getting smaller and smaller and smaller in the groups. Doug Alcock, Kevin Uzzell and Malcolm Rushton. Male, 75 to 79. John Finney, Andrew, Alfred Slater, Clive Bagley and Graham Williams in, in fourth. Male, 80 to 84. No. I really want to give this, this guy 80 to 84. Alan Lewis got 50, average 50. Every race that he ran, he won at 81. Please get in contact with us. If you're listening to the podcast, I really want to speak to you. I really want to speak to you. That's incredible. That's absolutely amazing. Uh, ladies 16 to 34, Kelly Butler, Helen, jo- Helen Jones. Ladies 35 to 39, Armanda Kelly again, Stoke Fit member, Emily Knott. 40 to 44, Claire Kivlin, Emma Abelie Barker, Deborah Thomas. Lady 45-49, Helen Summers, Ruth Gamwell, Kerry Podmore, 50-54, Joanne Stanfield, Jane Dickens, Sarah Taylor, 50-59, Carol Higgs, Maxine Huff and Micheline Tremblay, Uh, 60-64, Julie Dudley, Hazel Barlow, Leslie Hughes, 65-69, Judith Ho, Liz Clutton, Christine Kilkenny, 70-74, Pat Bentley and Carol Bryant, and ladies, 75 to 79, Sarah, Sally Ulrich at 75, Rita Banks, Elaine Staven. So there's shout-outs, and there is a team. I mean, that, um, that, that is absolutely incredible, the age ranges in both male oh, and female competition there. Yeah. Like, you've got all the age ranges. Absolutely fantastic that people It are is, and that's this is the, well, this is what it puts it apart, and I think it's the... the look at that, I'm, I'm 34, and you've got... The guy who won, who got, he won every single race in his 81. It's absolutely amazing. Absolutely yeah. amazing. And there is a team um, category. So Trenton won it this year. I think it was South Cheshire came second. Yeah. And Stoke Fit came third. So hopefully this Come year, on, Stoke Fit. we can get to that point of either winning or coming second at least. Come on, Stoke Fit. I might put. I might. I might consider putting Stoke Fit as my second claim. We talked about that. Well, I've already said you have. I've already told <laughs> them that you are. You are. I've committed you. I've signed you up. I've told you. You are. What did we say? Darius for sale. <laughs> yeah, but I forgot about Gabby Egbonlahor. I know. Yeah. I'm Gabby Egbonlahor. If if we, right. if I'm going to put myself as a transfer fee, <laughs> and I'm going to go from one club to club, second claim on loan for a little bit. 
local footballers in the Midlands, Gabby Agbonlahor. <laughs> if you're listening and you want to sponsor the show, Gabby. Um, Could be. So, yeah, so it's, it's first race is Olsager 5, isn't it? Just around the corner, Olsager 5. Mm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pin you down now to a prediction. Um, for me or for you? Well, we can both have a go if you want. But last last year's um, Olsager 5, uh, the winning time uh, was won by a chap called uh, Richard Allen from Leeds AC. Uh, and he went and did a 24 minutes and 25 seconds for a five mile. That's crazy. Um, and he, there was only three seconds in it um, between uh, Richard Allen and a man called David Devine, who runs for Liverpool Harriers and AC. So bearing in mind, those are the first and second times, Rob, 24, 25 and 24, 28. What are you going for? Well, last year I got 42.08. Hmm. And that was probably one of my first runs that I did in, uh, for with Stoke Fit, yeah. and probably one of the first runs I ever did actually. So I'd like to think I'm I'm, I'm a better runner, and I like to think I'm fitter. So I'd like to get under forty minutes if I could. I would really be happy if I got under forty minutes, so shave two minutes off. So that's my prediction for me. So under forty minutes, hopefully, no pressure again. Putting myself under all this, putting myself under all this <laughs> unnecessary pressure. I sit here and talk about don't put yourself under unnecessary pressure every week, and here we are. What are you doing next week? What, what, what race are you doing? <laughs> what time? Well, um, what's your prediction for you? Uh, I've, I've not ma- I've not raced many five miles. Um, I did a five miler in lockdown, a virtual road run, um, and I, I went just over thirty minutes. So. I would like to go sub 30. Looking yeah. at the times from Olsager, uh 22, bearing in mind that sub 30 would get me like around about an 89th place finish. And I normally come sort of top 20 in the smaller type of races. I think I can class this as a smaller race for now. Um, I would like to think it looks like quite a fast course, which is what Ken said. Mm-hmm. So yeah. sub 30, I'd be happy. Um, but let's see. See what the weather conditions are like. See how we're feeling. No pressure. No. No, no pressure kick, at all. Kick, no pressure the, at all. kick the season off on an enjoyable race. Yeah. And I think the, the, the good thing about the NSRRA is that you can do one race and do rubbish, but then it doesn't count. It isn't counted because yeah. it's the best 12. So you've got an, an, another opportunity to actually get a better result. Well, I'm better on the distance, the shorter distances, I think. So... I'm gonna I'm gonna strategically pick some of the shorter races and see what happens because I can be, I'll probably only just about do the twelve if I'm lucky. So this is what we said about Gary's answer: pick your races, strategically plan your races. But looking forward to it. Should we do a coach and couch challenge? I'm looking forward to this, considering we've admitted you've failed already. I'm not failed. I am not a failure. I will not fail. Yeah. So my, I'll do mine first because then I'll leave the ponies till after. So my diary was on Instagram basically. So after I've done a, a run, I were, the first one was looking at right. Okay. So what's what's a good recovery food? So we talked about things. So I messaged Ben and Ben said, "Well, you tell me." So I was like, "Oh, thanks." So I looked on Google, Mister Google. So I found out that avocados were, was a good recovery food. So I had avocado on toast with chili flakes, salt and pepper, and then a couple of eggs on top. That went down a treat, and I've actually had it a couple of times since. Um, my second recovery, like I said on the last podcast, 
I went to watch Man City. It wasn't fantastic recovery food. Sausage, I had Bob chips and gravy. Sausage, <laughs> chips and gravy and a Bob roll. Where does that, that come in a Google search for recovery food, Rob? Absolutely fantastic. I'm from Stoke, so... <laughs> so, hang on. If I'm going to have to work out whether you've passed or failed this challenge, so far, on the one hand, for good, you've had poached eggs with avocado on toast, and we've got two massive strikes for Bovril. And... Two? Yeah, it's two oh. things. I could have said they were together, shouldn't I, really? Well, no, because it can't have been together because you had sausage, chips, and gravy. If you'd have put the Bovril on top of that, you ain't having much in the way of chips. The only reason I had Bovril... Is because you had it at Aston Villa, and I thought I'll try it, see what it's like. It was quite nice, actually. Quite enjoyed it. Might have it again when I go again. I'm going to go watch Man City. Hard. We're two bads for one. Yeah. Okay. So then I um, looked at Iraq and what else was there that I needed to use recovery? So I had plenty of water after my run. You so had a glass of water. No, I had plenty of water. You had a I pint had, of was, water? No, 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 no. That was just for show. That was just to show you how I was drinking and spilled most of it down with chin. <laughs> uh, so I did that. So I had a good recovery for that. So plenty of water. Um, and then on the Sunday, I did the long run and I submerged myself into an absolutely freezing cold bath. I, I, I did love the fact that you turned the ice bath into a spectator sport <laughs> and Arthur found it so funny. Oh, he did. Um, he loved it. He actually got in after me. Did he? Yeah, yeah. I've got a video of him, but I'm not putting on Instagram because he's got his no. little little, little tidger out. So, <laughs> but, yeah, he wanted to. And I said, no, 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 don't get in because it's freezing. He's like, no, no, I want to, I want to, Daddy, I want to. So I was like, oh, right, then. Go on, then. How long have you lasted long there for? Not long at all, but no. literally two seconds. Fair play, said the lad. But, yeah, so I did that, and that was only half of the video. So I did get in and get out a couple of times. Um, I've done it before. I've had a cold bath before, I mean, but I tend to sit in the bath and let it rise to and cold. And you put ice in. You, you, and I put ice you in. proved that you bought it from Tesco's, I think, or another rep, reputable supermarket. Um, Sainsbury's as well is good. Morrison's, they're all <laughs> reputable supermarkets. Um <laughs> But oh, you put it on Instagram for everybody to see. So I'm I'm confident you've done it. Did you do anything else? Massage gun today. Have I mean, not seen that one yet? That's on Instagram. Oh, is it? Yeah, so I'll put it on today after my run today. So I use the massage gun. So do I've you got feel like your recovery gun. was any better this week compared to other weeks? Yeah, Honestly. I would say so. Yeah. The only, the only time I didn't actually use any kind of – and this is – uh, shows how important recovery is. After I went to play football on Tuesday, I didn't do any recovery, and I did on on Wednesday. I woke up and I was stiff as a board, and I couldn't move my leg. So I think recovery is the key. So and loads of people have asked the questions about how important recovery is and what kind of things can you do, and uh, and I think it's it is really important to make sure that you are recovering. And I know I tried different things. Just it was it was a bit more of it, right? Okay, then what 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 can I use to recover? Yeah. But I think it's important to set yourself a bit of time after you've done a run, yeah, to actually properly recover. Did you phone and roll? again? I did phone roll, yeah, but I never I never did a video of that. Actually, I did that a couple of weeks. I did that last week. I used the massage gun today because uh, I thought to myself, oh, I'll use the massage gun because I've got it there. And Arthur wanted to have a go, and Arthur was playing about with that as well. So <laughs> getting, getting Arthur involved in the in the recovery I mean, as well. I've, I've done runs where I've got my massage gun out and lay on the floor, and Amelia's like basically just 
I've lay there and she's run it all over me. Like it works quite good. I mean, if you can get someone else yeah. to do it for you, brilliant. Yeah. Um, but I think you know it. It's one of those things again. Like there's lots of different things you can look at: diet, water, sleep, um, massage. But we're normal people. Yeah. Have we honestly got the time to do the running, do the strength and conditioning, do the recovery? I think if you can get a nice routine, get a nice balance, and you can get a bit of recovery in and a bit of strength and conditioning, it's better than nothing. It's going to help. Yeah, but definitely. I think it's, it's one of those things if you do it regularly. So if you're running like, I don't know, 35, 40 miles a week or whatever you're comfortable with, but every now and then, or every couple of weeks, you go, oh, my recovery, I need to do a, mas- a bit of massage good. You're not really yeah. giving yourself anything. It's, again, it's the consistency of anything is what makes you better and gets you on the mend. Yeah. And what I did when I was training for London, as I went and I haven't had it since London, actually, sports massage. So I went to a guy Ooh. and he gave me a sports massage. And that really, really helped, actually. Works as well, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. Whatever. Yeah. I, did it, I did it three times after my log run every time I went. I went to like the day or the second day after. And it does. It does hurt. But they do say if it doesn't hurt, it's not it's not working properly. Yeah, I did a half marathon last year, pacing Northampton half marathon. Um, and I didn't have the kids with me, so I thought, oh, chance to go and have a bit of a massage and this guy I, I thought it felt like he'd broken my leg at one point he was just rubbing <laughs> so hard I thought he'd snap my uh, my lower leg in half um, but it, I ended up following him on Instagram after and he messaged me going oh thanks for putting up with me I was in a bad mood that day uh, <laughs> so probably was trying to break yeah. your leg then um, but yeah it's it's all good it's all good but yeah focus on your recovery but I think the only, it's only going to give you uh a reward if you can keep consistent with it yeah definitely i'll say you've passed oh there you go thank you very much thank I, you very much. I had a reluctance um <laughs> to be honest after last week and listening back to the show and you put sound effects over it to embarrass me even further <laughs> yeah so and again what I, what I did mention is and which i do after every well most runs is i stretch after as well so when we go with stove fit we always have a stretching session after so i'll give it you you've passed you've passed thank you very much thank you right anyway poems <laughs> so i set you the challenge of writing a poem around running coaching 2022 anything in particular that you want to talk about get your creative juices flowing that was two weeks ago so you've had two weeks to to get prepared really looking forward to this i've done mine so i'll let you go first and i'll do mine and we'll, what we'll do is people that are listening will put a post out either tomorrow or, or, well, whenever, whenever, Saturday maybe over the weekend, and we'll ask for people to vote which one was the okay. best. We'll put it on the story as a poll. Yeah. We'll start the Go poll on, on uh, we'll start the poll on Saturday morning. Yeah. Well, we'll give it a couple of days. You, yeah. you want me to go for it, yes? Yeah? Go on then. So I set this task to write a poem. I found it hard and struggled to get going. I sat down to write twice daily, but all I could think about was Jackie Bailey. (laughs) In the end, the words started to flow. So listen up, because here I go. If you're a runner, you will understand what it is I'm about to say on a subject I could talk about all day. To run is to be free, to do it for yourself and not for me. For fitness gains or mental health, take up running for eternal wealth. But before you start, there are things to know that if you follow will help you grow. You see, it's not about running fast. It's about training sensibly to make you last. 
Take your time and get consistent. Add some variety and remain persistent. From time to time, you'll find it a struggle, and the cold winter nights may have burst your bubble. But never fear, because we are here, a running podcast playing in your ear. Let us join you on your run and give those other podcasts a shun. What you can expect from this show, a weekly chat about our running with Rob, with Stoke fitting Badly Green and me stalking him on Strava to see where he's been. Listeners' questions and coaching tips, running stories causing, la- causing laughing fits, the time when Ange Morton got the shall we just talk about <laughs> the aim of the show, which is to coach Rob and watch him go. Group F of the North Staffs Roadrunning League, you better watch out and show no fatigue, as the close to seven foot Stoke Fitty runner could easily be promoted by the summer. So come on and join the Couch to Coached. Download the episode on your favourite player. And once you have it, don't forget to listen whilst Rob, no, whilst you walk, run or drive and every week hear Rob say, we are live. <laughs> absolutely fantastic. Oh, that's brilliant. You've made mine look like nothing now. I'm really uh, getting really mine. I that's couldn't have brilliant. another failure on my cards, that's could I? Brilliant. That's really good. Took it seriously and wrote that yesterday. That was fantastic. Really good. Really good. Mine's only short. Compared to that, I wasn't expecting a huge thing like that. <laughs> so I'll do mine now. So mine's called An Ode to Running in 2022. Oh, here we go. Wow. What a year of running in 2022 has been. I never really enjoyed running, but something inside me made me feel a little bit more keen. The year started with couch to 5K. I got to a point where I run a half a marathon in May. I decided to join a running club called Stoke Fit. Everybody was amazing and friendly, and that's when the running bug really bit. Then somebody mentioned that I should try and run a marathon. Soon after Parkinson's UK rang me to say I could run one in London. That's a bit dodgy. I put it on Facebook that I must have gone mad, and I received a dodgy message from a very dodgy brummy lad. (laughs) He offered to write me a running training plan. Who would have thought that I would become his number one fan? (laughs) A true romance started to appear. A true bromance, sorry, started to appear. Although we have never met, I thought we could potentially start a new career. I suggested we start a running podcast. Both of us thought it probably wouldn't last. We started to get a few listeners and we both watched them crease on a daily. We even got a number one fan. Jackie Jackie Bailey. (laughs) And here we are on episode seven. We are both definitely in Couch to Coach to Heaven. Oh, give me that. That's good. I like that. I mean, questionable about the London. I know, yeah, marathon and London. I know, yeah. But, but I, uh, yeah, I love it. That's good. We are definitely going to have to have a vote, and I think it could be quite close, to be fair. Yeah, yeah, I think you've got it. I think you pipped it there. I think yours is brilliant. Really, really good. Really well, impressed. We'll put, the, we'll put the voting buttons out on the uh, voting buttons. We'll put a poll out on Instagram uh, and see if we can do one on Facebook over yeah. the next couple of days or so and see what you think. I enjoyed that challenge, though, Rob. Good. I mean, Good. It was much better than um, a puzzle, puzzle, <laughs> which I still haven't done. <laughs> I do keep trying, though. I do keep trying. Um, 
Should we set some new ones? Yeah, let's set some new ones. Go on, you go first. So my challenge to you, Mr. Russell, is to concentrate on mindfulness. I think we've talked about it earlier, and I think you recognise that it really does help. We talked about it last week when before the podcast, and you've talked about it again this morning. On the, this morning, talked about it again on the podcast earlier on. So I want you to concentrate on doing your mindfulness, and also keep a bit of a diary. Obviously, don't put things on Instagram if you don't feel like putting things on Instagram. But feedback to us, we'll we'll set it for two weeks. So give us a bit of update next week, and then we can get a full feedback on the week after. Yeah. So yeah, I like that. There you go. Concentrate like on your that. mindfulness. I, feel like I, had, I had other ideas, to be fair. I had loads of different things in my head, but I thought, no, it's a, we talked about it earlier, so I think it's... I feel a, like you've given me thing. a gift there. You've given me, you've been quite nice to me, giving me something to... You know, it's not very often I get to focus on myself, Rob. There you go. There I you quite go. like that. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Um, you're, now you're going to tell me what you've sent me, and it's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Be nice now. <laughs> um, so, I think... In terms of running, it's difficult now because we've done all the things that I think I want to get you to do to build up to be, um, you know, uh, in the position where we can coach us. We've done the consistency. We've done the variety, all that. We don't need to go through it all again, but you've done those things. What I um, thought about is we've got our Strava League Let's try and go with the Strava League. Let's keep it tied in with that. With a bit of interest. Okay. This time next week, I want you to be top of the league. Oh, oh, Paul, oh, stop running. <laughs> stop running now. <laughs> or if you do do it, just hide it. <laughs> I want to... I mean, I'm... I'm... I toyed with it because where we are in the season, you've got a couple of weeks before I'll say you five and I'm taking that seriously. I want you to be able to be in the best position you can be coming up to, uh, all Sager, but I think we've got one big week that we can have before we go into that. And I think the good way of doing it, I'm not going to set you any sessions, so there's not going to be any necessarily any speed sessions, but you can get them in if you wanted to. You can do a bit of running hard for a couple of minutes and slow for a couple of minutes, create your own session. But I'm going to leave you to your own devices. I'm still going to plan your runs, okay. but if you want to do a little bit more, you can. But I want you to be top of the Strava League leaderboard come Thursday. Uh, okay. So, like I say, Paul, uh, how much do you want me to stop you running for a couple of weeks? <laughs> <laughs> so, good luck with that one. I'll and, need uh, you, you might even keep your local legend because I don't know how many times you can run around that lake between now and then. I'll have to, I'll have to run around every day for about 10, 12 times. <laughs> okay. Oh. I accept your challenge. Mine's quite an easy one for you. Mine's not so easy. The one that you've given me is not so easy. But hey-ho, we'll, we, we'll go with it. It's fine. It'll make me a better runner, I'm sure. It Coach. will. It will. We're having a big week of mileage. Good luck. Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to need it. Are you interested in hiring a personal running coach? 
If so, please visit www.benrusselfitnesscoach.co.uk or head over to Instagram and Facebook at Ben Russell Fitness Coach for more details. I'd love to hear from you. Thanks very much. There we go. So that's the message off Ben. So if you are interested, get in contact with him. He's a very good coach. I must admit, I even messaged him the other day to say, you're not a bad coach really, are you? And what was your reply? <laughs> Definitely am. <laughs> but wow. yeah, so if you... yeah, you know, you have to you have to have confidence in your uh, your own ability, right? Yeah, and I think I think I think the the best thing about having a coach for me is having that ability to be able to talk to them, and I think that was one thing that I wanted from a coach. And when I was when you got when you contacted me and I said on the poem uh, when you put, I put something on Facebook, I was like, why well, is it? beneficial go with somebody that you don't really know and but I took a risk or took a challenge I suppose and it, 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 it well it massively benefited me because I got through so London first time I've been called a risk <laughs> <laughs> I took a risk uh, I got through Lond- London as I said in the poem um and, 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 and I suppose it's 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 truly showed that you are a good coach and I think if anybody is interested get in contact with Ben I would fully advocate that and I'm sure yeah, there's other a, people out there that would say the same take a risk on the dodgy brummy lad <laughs> yeah. great endorsement no look um, <laughs> I just want to say like obviously we have a joke and a laugh on this podcast and we try and make it fun for the listeners and we set Rob some challenges don't think that if you do uh, contact me to be your coach. I'm going to get you doing the stupid things I get Rob to do. There will be an element of it, you know, getting the consistency, the variety, doing your sessions, but it will be planned properly, not just um, stupid things like I've just got Rob to do there, just go and thrash himself and see how many miles he can get. Or just dip himself in ice baths and have avocado and toast. <laughs> yeah but i'd love to work with anybody if they can come forward from nsrra um you do get a um discount on the sign-up fee um which is printed on the leaflets that were at the presentation night and if anybody wants to get in touch to ask questions please do reach out and we will be handing out more leaflets at all stage of five as well so which i'm looking forward to just around the corner yeah yeah just around cracking so hopefully see a few of you there yeah sure we will sure we will Anyway, our third time meeting. What a joy. Thanks. That was so much conviction. <laughs> yeah, well, you, ju- you just called me a dodgy, risky, <laughs> probably lad. Anyway, well, I'm going to leave it there because you can go and watch the second half of the City game. Yeah, Man City losing 2 none. Are they? Yeah, just the last five minutes in the first half, they scored two goals. So. Anyway, yeah, I'll go watch the second half of the City match. Hopefully we get back and we get a better result. So, so you, you lost to Man City, uh, Man, United. Man United. You're losing to Tottenham. Yeah. yeah. League title's gone then, Rob? No, never got, it's never gone with City. If you look at last year against, who was it? Uh, oh, Aston Villa in the last game of the season. 3-2. I was there. Get in. Anyway. Bye, listeners. Bye, listeners. <laughs> See you later, everybody. See you later. <laughs>